0: Hola a todos, I am Carla Rodriguez, your coach and trainer of NLP and host of MetaFit MetaMind Podcast, the place where we normalize the conversations between both physical and mental health. This is a place where you'll raise your voice and share your story. As your coach, I am here to guide you to let go of all your limiting chains behind and I'm on a mission to use this platform to empower and create awareness and expansion in your life. You can follow us on Instagram at MetaFitMetamindPodcast or you can follow me at Coach Carlita. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Wow, it's been a few months, y'all, since I last recorded a podcast, since I published a podcast episode, and you know what? I am so excited to be doing this again. This is something that I'm really passionate about, and... It's been tugging at me that I hadn't done something, a new episode in here because I always have a message to share and sometimes it's really easy to to do all the things and kind of forget about other things in life, right? And as you know, this podcast is about your stories and about talking about balance between your mind and your body and how all of that correlates, right, with your physical health and your mental health. So even though I have so many updates and almost none at all at the same time because it's a lot... I want to make this a quick little update in order for us to get to the to the episode and listen to the conversation I had with my amazing guest. So, for one, I'm just excited to be back. Uh, I am still open. I have one opening for a one-on-one PEC or personal evolution coaching program so if you need that breakthrough if you need that push if you need that accountability to let go of those beliefs those decisions those emotions it is time to break those chains to start to be unapologetic to find your power inside and to keep going right the other thing that i wanted to also update y'all is that the nlp certification training the first cohort is happening it is happening. I am so excited about it. Oh my God, I'm probably even getting too loud here, but I just wanted to come in here and talk about that a little bit because this is something that I've been in creation mode. It's been one of my goals and also my mission, right, to create this expansion and awareness in each person's life and people of color's lives. And there's going to be a lot of changes in this podcast as well to create that expansion, to create the awakeness, to wake up people up because it is time. There's so many shifts, there's so many things happening in the world, and we all need to be starting to have these conversations, learn from each other whether or not we have our same beliefs, intentions, and all the things, and just start to communicate. So if you want to learn to eat communicate effectively. If you want to be a coach or if you are a coach and you want to get certified in neuro-linguistic programming, then send me a message on Instagram. You can also fill out the contact form in the link in there and then we can schedule something to give you information for the NLP certification training. But here's a quick info on that. The training is October 15th through the 18th of this year. It's a four-day intensive online Live experience training in which you'll get certifications, you'll get NLP practitioner, NLP coach, and personal evolution coach, which is what I have created, right? Because as humans we're always evolving, so I'll give you more more info on that. It's a four-day training. You get three months of additional one-on-one coaching calls with me after the training and you also get six months of group coaching with myself as well which happen every two weeks every month until your six months is up and trust me i am here to support you fully and wholly and that is my goal so if again if you're a new coach or if you are a coach wanting to get certified in nlp to create changes and all the things efficiently powerfully in that last forever essentially, I like to say everlasting, then send me a message or register. The training is $2,497 for this first cohort only because after this training, Next year, I don't plan on doing it for 2497 because I'm going to provide more value. I'm going to add more things, right? As we create our trainings, we're always growing. We're always expanding. And that is my goal. So get in now, bring your friends, you know, get certified together and do the work together. So those are really the only updates. I'll be having more, more episodes coming up, but now I'm going to move on to my guest. Cool. So in this episode, I was so excited, so looking forward to this, and I'm just privileged and honored to have been able to talk with Marcela Diaz. She is someone who I literally consider a super powerful communicator. And in her website and in her Instagram, and if you go check it out, trust me, it's very beautiful. She says she is the feminine renaissance woman. How powerful is that, y'all? So Marcela is a writer, a speaker, she was a lobbyist at some point, and she is just in this world to make things different than the way that the norm goes, right? And so if you want to know more about her, definitely check out her website, Uh, It is moodbymarcella.com. Check it out. Go to her Instagram. And I'm not going to say much more about that. I just think she's super awesome. And she's always doing talks in Clubhouse as well. That's how we met. That's how we connected. And I'm just happy to have the ability to have this episode for you all to listen, to learn. And any comments, feedback, or anything like that, definitely let me know. And so just remember to rate, review, and subscribe and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And now on to the episode. All right. So today we have Marcela Diaz on MetaFit, MetaMind Podcast. And I'm super excited because we really drive and resonate a lot with language and communication. It's not that I speak all these languages, she does, but just the 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 fact that we met through Clubhouse and knowing that communication is one of our highest value, just wanted just made me want you Marcella to be on the podcast so thank you so much for being here
1: oh I'm so uh, appreciative that you resonated with that because it's true you know communications is something that a lot of people overlook and for us it was a way to bond so I'm really happy that we can share what we bring to something that is a skill that I think everyone should cultivate a lot more
0: yeah for sure and i want to know more about about how you've gotten to this point in your life but before that i want to
1: know who marcela is marcela is a lifelong learner um, who loves arts and culture who loves a great conversation and really connecting with people i think that defines me as a person Obviously, I have a story from my professional side, which I can tell you as you wish, but on a nutshell, that's who I am.
0: Yeah, I love lifelong learning. Um, It used to be something I rejected for a while during college, and I was like, why do I have to know something, right? But now (laughs) life has allowed me and given me the chance for me to take the chance to actually grow, and now I love learning, love love learning from others and and also learning from your stories. And so with that, I'll, you know, segment into what is your story and your journey on whatever it is that that was that got you to get here today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, I am um, originally from Chile, so I'm Latina. Spanish is my first language born in, in South America, but I've been living abroad most of my life so by now i've lived in europe i've spent a lot of time in north africa i'm currently based in canada i lived in the us i speak french and spanish on a regular basis and on my personal life with my significant other and my children so we have a very international life um and um i've been evolving through a career in corporate for over 20 years. I worked in tech, Uh, I was a lobbyist as well. And then as of this year, I'm an entrepreneur, I started my own business and that's how I got here because after many years um, writing and building communities and memberships and and so on for other organizations, I always had this thirst to kind of do my own thing and also to focus on things that were a little bit different than what I did at work. Although those skills are very helpful to, uh, you know, do the transition, but um, now I'm more focused into genuine connections and not necessarily just purely transactional connections. So I'm really excited to be um, here today because Clubhouse has opened me up to a world of people that feel very much the same and we can support each other in this journey and especially with with a new platform that allows us to be so genuine. And I think um, I got here to the place that I'm in now after a lot of dissolution from social media in general because of the sort of superficial side of it. Um, And I find on Clubhouse a platform where it's easier to truly connect with people because the voice is such an amazing instrument that, you know, tells you so much about someone. So I'm really excited about this stage. Yeah,
0: it really does. And I've got so many questions already from here because you literally just almost said your story in in a few minutes, but because I like to go deep and really know how the pro. The, the process and that journey um mm-hmm. what was that so you're originally from chile how long has it been since you've uh, been to chile or when is it that you moved out of there and where did you go to from there
1: yeah so i um i left chile i think uh oof as I said, it's been more years that i have been abroad. So I, I lived in Chile only until my teens. And then I I was a stewardess. I studied languages. I worked as a model for some time. So it was always these opportunities to be connected to the world from abroad. And I also learned um, several languages as a child. You know, at home, we spoke Spanish and German. I went to French boarding school. I learned English there. So I was always sort of already and I was fascinated with reading as well. So I always had sort of this connection to to a life that was a little bit beyond just Chile and so uh, then uh, at a certain time between traveling and, and work and so on I met my husband who was from England
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, he didn't speak Spanish. So, <laughs> so I ended up moving to, to um, it was a mixture of Canada and Europe at the time with him. Mm-hmm. And so that started in, and then I had my own career um, in the technology industry. Um, they paid for my Portuguese lessons because at the time we were doing lots of business in Brazil. I always wanted to um, learn Italian because I love literature and I love art. And so I studied that. And so every time I would get positioned for jobs where, um, you know, it was more of an international territory. And so that led to to different promotions. And then, you know, if you're in a global company, then opportunities present themselves because you are the ideal candidate for something that happened. Like, for example, many years ago, I I was in Miami trying to figure out what would be my next step. And I went to an art opening. And um, just discussing a painting and something that I liked, I I chatted with this lady and somehow in the conversation, it came through that I spoke French. Um, And so we were talking. This was just a very artsy conversation. And then she said to me, "Uh, what do you do? And I said, well... Uh, I wish I could tell you right now, I'm trying to, I'm in transition. I just moved here and I have to start looking at the the work part. And so um, she says to me, you know, my husband works in a company that they just bought a company in France and I think he's desperate for somebody. So if you could give him a call, I'm sure he'll want to talk to you because they have some sort of emergency. Anyway, I ended up going to meet her husband two days after.
0: In France? No, this was in Miami. okay. I thought and, you, like, yeah. they paid for your travel
1: already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It was funny because um, it was an American company, a tech company. And uh, and then they told me, literally, they had bought a company in France and they were having trouble sort of connecting the two teams and so on. And they had just one person who spoke French, but something wasn't working. It turned out when I showed up that the person didn't speak French, just pretended. So that's why it wasn't working. So they put me on the phone with a team in France. I was able to work out some sort of compromise because they had to share resources and so on. So it was really about being, uh, you know, a good team person and and coordinating things. And they're like, okay, we, we need to hire you. You need to stay in here. And I'm like, well, what do you do? Like, I have no idea what what this technology yes. is. It was, it was telecommunications. Never heard, I mean, maybe I've heard the word, but I had no idea. And I said, oh, I'm flattered, but I have to be honest, like my background is more like languages, literature, what am I going to do here? And he's like, I have so many engineers and all the tech stuff. If you can work, help people work together and you have the language skills, we'll." train you with the rest. So they hired me and that kind of started it. And then the business grew and grew of this particular technology that came from France. So eventually I had my, um, what I like to call my my Emily in Paris moment because they moved me there. So I lived in Paris for a while as well, working for that company. And then I I moved back um, to Canada. Then I moved back to Latin America because I wanted, uh, sometimes it was, the job that that took me somewhere. And sometimes it was me saying, you know what? I love this job and I love what I'm doing. But at some point um, I have two daughters and I yeah. wanted my daughters to experience living in Latin America and improving their Spanish. So there was a point where I said, no, I'm going to move back home and I want them to really feel really know what being Latina is all about so that they, I don't have to like, you know, draw it out yeah. for them so that they know. And I'm very thankful I did that because I already worked in an international context, so I could find a job very easily back home and then I moved back here. So we, we've been sort of globetrotting, but it's always been either the job that caused it or sometimes it's, it's a personal decision just to have a different type of experience.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I think that's really important for you to, to just mention what you said right now about your daughters and having the, the Latin experience and that wow. culture, um, because a lot of times I've met so many people who are Latinos or Latinas, and they are, um, because they want to live a specific way or because our parents wanted us to live in that, in that lifestyle, Mm-hmm. And they kind of want to forget the actual culture and everything that goes with it. But it, the the point that you made the decision that, yeah, I, I want them to have that experience is really, really is such an important um, uh, decision in, in, in order for them and their growth and their ability to understand their roots, right? Because not only are they Latin, but they're also um, English, Right.
1: Exactly. And they're yeah. born in Canada. So it's in the lived in Miami. So they, they they're definitely global citizens, but are they they're very happy with that side of their culture. And I really did see the change. And, and you know what? Through them also, even though they spoke the language, I relearned really things about my culture that even myself, much as I love it, wasn't sure. Like, for example, um, you know, my older daughter made a comment that in Spanish, we would always speak about problems in plural. And she said, you know, I want to I like people who think of problems as plural, not as a, just as a personal Problem And I thought, she's absolutely right. I never realized that. But that's beautiful because you're never on your own when you're in trouble. And it's true. You know, if if, if somebody tells you that you have a relative, let's say, that is going through cancer. In Spanish, people will say, estamos con esta situación, tenemos un hermano enfermo. They don't say just, uh, you know, Paul has cancer. It's, yeah, we,
0: it's like the connection and the family the familial ties I guess and yeah like um when people get married well and at least culturally you know you don't get married with just a single person you and mm-hmm. it's more around the family right and what the family yeah. also thinks which I feel like sometimes at times it could be trickier, right because sometimes Mm -hmm. the family is so into in the pot you know and you're like uh excuse me like i love Mm -hmm. y'all yes they we're all part of the same family and this is also my own life you know and it gets tricky culturally because Mm -hmm. we love our family and we want to help each other out and although we can take on the the problems it doesn't and this probably is an opinion that's not all like it doesn't, people won't always agree with me. Obviously it's an mm-hmm. opinion, you know, taking on someone's problems doesn't serve anyone, at no. least, you know? And it's like, what can I do to make that change for my family? So we can, instead of, we have this problem or instead of Paul has this problem or this thing and tenemos este problema or tenemos cancer in a familia or whatever. Like, how can I become the the problem solver to then that mm-hmm ripple effect into my family and now it's like we used to now we are happy we are celebrating or whatever that is right and I think that's something that it's part of the connection and I think part of the the way that we do communicate is actually Mm -hmm. tricky in in the Latino culture really it's absolutely it's it's, it's, I mean it's good and bad like what is good and bad but
1: but that's the advantage of people like you or like my daughters who are truly bicultural because you can take what serves you best from each, right? Because sometimes, um, and again, that's another thing that I it really opened my eyes uh, through them, was the fact that I don't, th- I don't think in Spanish we even have the word accountability. I don't think it exists. Well, we have probably a, a very long-winded way to get to it, I but the concept so. itself is not as present in the culture because, loving as we are, when somebody in trouble if only we were as good sometimes to also hold people accountable and not just cuddle them, you know, sometimes we love them in a way that it can be harmful to the person. So that's when you have to pick and choose. And I find my my older daughter in particular, she's very aware of that. And she always surprises me how she says, Oh no, I'll do this from this side, or I'll do this from that side, because she sees where she can find her strength, And I, I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, I think that's super powerful for her that somehow she has taken that communication aspect that you've had mm-hmm. for so long and she already has it. And it's really powerful for her because she's able to notice these things before most people are hear these things, whatever way she does communicate. Because, as mm-hmm. you know, culturally, we communicate differently, but just individually, we have our way of speaking as well. Yes, right, and Mm -hmm. I could be very auditory. You could be very um, kinesthetic, or you could be very um, visual, right? And so, Mm -hmm. just like it's really cool that she already sees that and hears that, and tells you about it, and you learn something from it too, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I want to know about you. Were saying that you were um, a lobbyist as well? What was that like? How did you jump into that, or was that also by chance?
1: Like what was that journey yeah. or chapter in your life like? Well, what happens is my partner in life, he's a diplomat, and so mm. he um, he normally he his home base, if you will, is always the capital city. And so at some point we were living in one city, and we he needed to move back to his home base, and so. Um, I followed him and I was looking for a job again that I thought, you know what? Um, I haven't lived in a capital city in a while. Um, This is I'm talking about Ottawa in Canada. And, you know, every capital city, you have government and you have different embassies and so on. And I thought maybe I can try something different than just the private industry, because I've always been interested in something that is not just sales, if you will. Uh, And so I had the opportunity to go and work uh, in lobbying. And the more I found out, I thought, okay, this is amazing. Because as a communicator, what you do is, you know, lobbying has a very negative connotation. But for those that um, get the opportunity to work on it, I think it's a very interesting industry, because what you're doing is really rallying for a cause and making sure that you move it as far as possible. And so if the cause is good, it's a very noble profession. Now, if the cause is tobacco, it would be different, right? Um, but if, if the cause is good, you can do really good things, be it for an industry, be it for you know uh, fundraising for a specific thing. In my case, I always stayed more on the trade association side, but I do find it extremely rewarding. And it also really educates you in terms of the political process. And this year for me, has been very eye-opening on that because, you know, because of events and so on, everybody fancies themselves some sort of know-it-all or activist and so on. And I... I I think that's okay to to be interested and to express your opinion, but I wish people will think a little bit more about the long-term commitments they're making so that they can actually make a difference. Because to get on the bandwagon of the cause of the week only on social media, you're not changing society, you're not challenging yourself. You're not able to contribute. So I'm big of, of on taking this year as an opportunity to have those conversations with people. Not because I think I'm the know-it-all, but on the contrary, because I didn't know a lot of things, and I know that if you have that thirst or that hunger to put your voice at the service of something, all I'm suggesting is just rather than try to trying to do it for a thousand things where you'll do no impact, focus on a few that you really believe in and. You'll be amazed of what you can actually do because you know you don't have to be a lobbyist. You can volunteer for things, but you can really also um, pay attention to who is doing what and what aligns to your values.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's something that I hadn't thought about it. Um, and it's you just said it's it's eye opening, um, especially this last year. But you saying that it's rallying for a cause because mm-hmm. um, everybody has a cause, and for the most part. You know, whether it's good or bad, most, I don't think people like, you know, intentionally do something for the bad. If I put that in quotes, we all have like the best intentions, I guess, in our Mm -hmm. own way. Obviously, we won't always get that message depending on how we talk about it depending on how we communicate it and and um yeah so I think that's really important that you said that because I think as humans we have our opinions we we have our thoughts our beliefs the way we've grown up and we forget that we all have our cause we all have our model of the world and sometimes Mm -hmm. we are like pointing fingers but we don't start to think about, well, they're coming from this perspective or from that perspective Mm -hmm. and I can see the whole thing. So I think that's really cool. And thank you for, for giving me that awareness, um, to know that it's for a cause, whatever cause that is, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's a Mm -hmm.
1: specific cause for somebody and, and
0: the intention is to help
1: others. the, The thing is the cause can be you sometimes there's nothing wrong, especially the younger you are. I really think people can, think of yourself as a cause is actually a good thing because then you can be a better contributor to whatever bigger causes you take on in life. Yeah. And I think
0: right now you're saying cause, um, in NLP, mm-hmm. we talk about this specific frame about cause versus effect. And, mm. so. You attended my master class. I don't remember if I spoke about it, but if I didn't, <laughs> you know, the question normally is, are you at the cause of something or are you at the effect of something? Mm. Meaning, are you on the passenger seat, allowing somebody to steer you whatever way yes. they want to steer you? Or are you on the driver's seat? you know, taking the wheel and taking your own um, action on the direction that you want to take in your life. And I think that's really cool that it's rallying for a cause. It's not rallying for the effect of something. Because when we are at the effect, when we are at at the effect of some sort of situation or external experience or something, then at that point that we do get into effect, we give that person or that environment or that group, the power over us feeling that whatever certain effect that is. Exactly. And
1: And you can be also more, more conscious about the impact that you're seeking, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's really important. And, um, last year, this, this transition into entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. what was finally, um, you may have mentioned it, but what was finally the moment that you said, I'm going to go into entrepreneurship, I'm going to do my own thing, because these are my values. And I think they're not being spoken about enough, or it's Mm -hmm. not out there enough. And here I am, wanting to relay that message and be this cause, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, I had to hold myself accountable to the fact that I was the other way around of what I just said, in the sense that I was working Putting my my brain and my talents and my skills at the service of causes that I was no longer aligned with, you know. So I wanted to sort of go back in and focus on what is it that I wanted to say. Why did I wanted to use my own voice? And I realized, no, I have plenty to say. I'm I'm 52. I, I have you know a lifetime of experiences, and I think I um, I like to. Um, put to action my thoughts. I I don't like it to just stay in my head. So I had been toying with with a few ideas and then I thought, you know what? With COVID, this is a perfect time to just make that transition because it was just just taking uh, too much time. And also... because be it my age or different circumstances, I just wanted a, a business that can adapt to my lifestyle. So I have done a lot of soul searching this year and, you know, it's been, it's been uh, a few rough bumps in the, on the road. It hasn't been all smooth, but I think it's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah, and, and your lifestyle is very flexible. You move from here and there and it's cool because mm-hmm. you get to experience the world. <laughs> Um, but I think it's time for the world to start to experience who you are and all the things that you have to teach. Um, yeah,
1: that, I, thanks for that. That said, I love the way you worded it because, yeah, I would like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really important to just keep in mind and You know, for all of uh, and and can you explain exactly how your um what your business is, um what that looks like. Um because I'm curious um exactly Mm -hmm. what that is.
1: Yeah. So I have two actually. You know, this is the funny thing. You start wondering what's gonna happen. So there's one that is more like a a very uh logical transition from what I did before, which is I I I own a copywriting business. So I work with uh, solopreneurs and I I through their websites and their social media and newsletters and so on. So that's a very sort of straightforward evolution because it allows me to easily carry my my the skills that I've been using my entire life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and work with some amazing people that are just stuck in, in how to get their message through on, on different uh, channels. So, so there's that. And then the one that I'm really, really passionate about and that I'm developing um, is... Um, it's really focused around conversations and arts and culture. So mm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Spanish word tertulia. Tertulia? You, you haven't heard it? I don't maybe know. Maybe if you ask your parents. I may possibly. Yeah, I'm if sure you someone ask your has. Parents, so it's a, it's a very old Spanish word. And what it is, is in the old days, uh, I'm talking maybe like, I think it's in seventeen or 19, 1700s, mm-hmm. the king of Spain at the time. You know, remember that people didn't travel or anything. So they wanted to learn uh, more about the world. And so what they used to do, they created these things, which are really um, just like a conversation lounge. They call them cool. tertulias, That's the word. And, and he would invite to the court... Men from different countries, from Italy, from Turkey, to come and tell stories about what the world was like, to tell them about books because or sometimes even to read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact the there was a gentleman his last name was tertuliano and that's how the word evolved to tertulia ah. because he used to read books because you know a book was such a treasure at the time and so the 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 nice thing about a tertulia is that it's an intimate conversation you're meant to have a lot of interaction but you're meant to learn something and it's always slightly artistic it sounds like so, a clubhouse yeah very much it's it's like the 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 you know the Clubhouse in the rooms and and
0: exactly
1: which is why I liked it because I had thought of this idea before Clubhouse and then now I found a platform where this is perfect for it
0: yeah so So. how's that gonna evolve for you
1: Exactly. So my plan is to create a series of conversations that together, the amount of helping women be a lot more cultured. So it's like going around the world through specific conversations. And in every conversation, I talk about a specific topic. So I'll give you an example so that you picture what it's like. Let's say I talk about flamenco. So I talk, I talk about the art form. I talk about the history of it. I give them some tips of how to maybe dress a little bit inspired by the, by the art form. I tell them how to engage their five senses into the Flamenco culture. So I give them recipes. I teach them some movements. I'm not expecting anybody to become a professional dancer. It's just about having an experience within an hour where we can You know, learn as much as possible, but in a fun way. It's not like going to a museum and just like I'm going to lecture, you know. It's about just having exposure to something. So I have one about that. I have another one about, you know, the sensuality of samba in Brazil and the the, sort of being like the...
0: let me know yes. if you launched this or whatever because I I'm, love I'm anything that has to do yourself. with um, I love anything that has to do with conversations for one um, yes. experiences. I mm-hmm. love dance for another. Um, I I signed myself up for dance lessons at eighteen because nobody signed me up before that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think that's super cool. I was in band, yeah. so I love the 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 fine arts and also the performing arts. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, let me know invite me please I am
1: yes no I'll uh, definitely invite you I I I did a couple of tests now it went very well I'm testing also more material on clubhouse is great Mm -hmm. for that yeah because I can see but in my case it's very specific like I said because I I wanted to be very much like a tertulia like it's fun and you can move and you can you can come out of there thinking oh I it's almost like I went to Spain in my mind you know so Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's
0: super cool. I'm excited for that. And um, I wanted to go back um, a little Mm -hmm. bit, um, because since here we also talk about the conversations that don't get talked about enough in the culture, um, and you've moved around a lot. um, We talk Mm -hmm. about the correlation between our mind and our body or our mental health and our physical health. How has that played out in your life through all the moves through all the learnings the transitions? The lobbying the tech mm-hmm. the the now now entrepreneurship how has all that played out in your own life and your own personal
1: experience? Well, actually, uh, for me, much like you, I I believe you can't have one with the other. And Mm -hmm. and I know that when um, something is wrong in the mind, it it has a repercussion in the body and vice versa. So I'm always very aware and I'm big on being healthy. I'm not a huge sporty person at all, but I I like to be in shape um, and I like to um, just feel good and feel strong. Because I know when I when my body is doing well, then my mind can function at its best. And vice versa, you know, I I realize that in order for my mind to really perform, my body has to really support it. On the other hand, I also know that when I'm not well, my body just it, it like it goes into this uh um how could you say like uh resistance. Everything becomes difficult. And for yeah. many years, I made the mistake of dealing with that the very wrong way by numbing myself, you know, just keep it, keeping on it and just trying to be superwoman and just, you know, pushing through. I've learned that 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 is not conducive to a happy outcome. You pay a very high price for that. Um, and so as a matter of fact, it's funny because this week I changed my Instagram bio. And if you look at the first line now, it actually reads, my first line says, from zombie at work to living fully. And the reason is because I remember that that's what it felt like when things were not good. Because much as I told you that I had, you know like jobs that were fun and in great places and you think, oh, it's, it should be perfect. But it wasn't always yeah. for many, many reasons, because, you know, sometimes it was challenging environments, uh, maybe industries that I wasn't exactly that interested in. So every time I started to feel like a zombie, I would realize that I'm, I'm out of alignment because I could feel tension in my neck. I didn't want to work out uh, anything fun like dance, which I love. I couldn't. It's not that I couldn't do, but I just didn't want to feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I would numb myself. And then now. I'm experienced enough to know that that's the wrong thing to do. And and when that happens, I have to just stop and say, okay, something is wrong here and not try and use the mind because much as I am a, you know, a lifelong learner, I tend to overthink. I have to go back into the body, get back into movement, whether that means going for a walk every day. And then when the body relaxes again, then the mind can start to function and then the tension can go away. So I'm, I'm really, really big on that.
0: By the way, anybody who's listening to this, y'all are going to have to check out her Instagram. It's really awesome. Um, And I love that your, your bio says, um, renaissance and conversations so Mm -hmm. that's really cool because it makes you think renaissance like you know back in the day culture and then conversation so Mm -hmm. it's really cool um what you've created there um you make people think and i think that's the power of (laughs) you know how to communicate with people you Mm -hmm. know how to connect with people and i think that's awesome Mm -hmm.
1: but i'm hoping this time though that you know because my previous job, I had to always be in somebody's voice and, and, and say what somebody else wanted to get the point across. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm honestly thinking a lot less and just putting out there mm-hmm. what things feel like for me and yeah. hope that other people would relate because I, I really want to do things where people like, look at you, the conversation we're having, it just keeps flowing. Mm-hmm. I don't have to try and sell you on any of these things. It's just things that we all crave, right? Yeah. So, I'm just looking for people that feel the same way.
0: I'm really excited because you're you're bringing stuff that, although we possibly think about it, I think the way you're coming about it is really, really powerful and really cool and such a different um, perspective with it. So, yeah, and I also like the the fact that you said like when my uh, when my body is doing well and my mind is or. Hold on. When my body is doing well, my mind is too. And and basically vice versa. That's so true. Um, And I think something I normally say during hypnosis is what the mind says the body will do. Yeah. So if your mind doesn't say it's okay, then the body will eventually respond in some sort of way. And it's not even a response. It's more of a reaction. Mm hmm. So I think that's super important that you said that so I really appreciate that. And I know we've been talking about your your journey and, and your business and mm-hmm. I did want to ask what what are you up to like other than your business? What is the a meta right a goal that you have here in the next few weeks and the next few months? Like what are you up to that we can all go and like f- first of all follow you and all the cool mm-hmm. things that you're doing and like what are you up to? What are your
1: goals? my my big goal is just to build a community of like-minded people mm-hmm. i really really want that i think that um you know um sometimes the things that interest me are overlooked in the day to day let's say office work that many people do and i i argue that particularly for women yeah. to pay attention to cultivating a little bit more of culture and confidence, it's actually more valuable because one one of the things that always struck me, for example, when, you, you know, anybody that has like a regular office jobs, once a year you go for this review and then you're there with this HR person and what do mm. they do? They look at your weaknesses and they hammer that onto you mm. about what's wrong with you or, you know, it's because obviously that's meant for you, probably for you not to ask for more money and so on but anyway it's it's not about looking at your best and and really necessarily um helping you to to do better with that and i learned a couple of things with that one is that um when you get to a certain level of um success in your career Maybe getting to the next step is not what's going to make you be happy. So you have to redefine what makes you feel successful. Those, those specific metrics. Um, fulfillment, is, it's a big deal for me, being collaborative, mm-hmm. being part of a team. So getting to another uh, you know, step on the ladder, that mm-hmm. wasn't for me. Yeah. So I had to learn that. And um, sometimes you have jobs as well that take so much of you. And then they will say, oh, your weakness is, let's say, numbers but maybe you don't want to be in charge of finance. Maybe you're a woman like me who actually is a much better writer if you let me go and spend time reading poetry because I'm a great writer and that's my thing, words, and I I get happy with that. And I think sometimes we look at those things as superficial, but they're very complementary to not only you being better at whatever you do, And I'm not saying poetry for everyone, but whatever that may be for you, whether that's going out and playing basketball with your friends. But do it and, and nurture that within you so that you can be better at whatever your top skill is. So...
0: Super cool. And I mean, that's a lesson that I'm taking um, because the next thing I was going to ask you, you're like already knowing what I'm going to ask you. (laughs) So if if I were to ask you, what's something that you would teach somebody that would want to learn from you? What would be that one thing that you think is like based on your journey and your experience Mm -hmm. in your life? What's like that thing that you would want to teach someone?
1: So it would be two things. One is what I just talked about, the fact that. that you have to constantly, I would say in periods of maybe every time you're going through a transition is an opportunity to redefine what success should look like for you, not for anybody else, but just yeah. for yourself. Um, because if, if you go by the standards that society pushes on you, you you might find yourself very unhappy. So that would be number one. And then the other one, because we're Latinas, uh, things that I learned as well because of the life that I've had is that you never have to think of yourself as different by being, because you're Latino, but you have to think of being Latino as it's just your biggest differentiator and what you bring to the table. And if you just make that switch and, you know, you're 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 the guru in this mm-hmm. when you put your mind to look at things that way, then yeah you are facing the world in a completely different um approach than if you look at it as a weakness or the fact that your first language might not be English and so on. So that's another one especially yeah. specifically for the Latinos.
0: Yeah, it's like what is your um one of my coaches says what's your secret sauce, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good way to think for that is like th- not the fact that we're different, but the fact that we're Latino, like what is that that we can bring yeah. from from our culture, no matter whether we're Latino or not Latino, whatever culture we come mm-hmm. from, you know, what is that that thing? So mm-hmm. um, thank you for that. And if somebody wanted to find you and know more about um, your copywriting or the conversations that you're going to be holding, um, yeah. where can we find you social media handles, things like that?
1: Yeah, I'll. Um, right now, I'm more focused on the conversation and the tertulia side because the copywriting business runs itself. Huh. So, if people want to reach out, it's at at Mood by Marcella on Instagram. I'll soon be putting a wait list for the events, but in the meantime, you can DM me and you know reach out. If anything that I said today resonates, like I said, I'm I'm here to build community, and I'll be um, you know publishing the the events very soon
0: cool i was gonna ask when is the first one but let me know so i can um put that in the show notes so we can Mm -hmm. share it Mm -hmm. uh because i want to join personally yes um so yeah so definitely um whenever you have those just let me know and Mm -hmm. all of you listening to this episode i'll keep updating the dates in the show notes for whenever anything new comes up then i can just update that in there and i really truly just wanted to say thank you so much maricela for coming on sharing your gift you have no idea how how many things you literally just taught me in these first few minutes that we've been together um your journey super cool that everything that you've um moved through um if I talk literally um (laughs) and the experiences that have you know all the chapters in your life and oh I was curious about this actually before I end this yes um in total how many languages do you
1: speak Okay, so because
0: um, I of like seven, so but...
1: I very well and and another one not as intermediate level, but like this, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I speak English, French, um, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, and I used to speak German as a child, but it's very rusty, so I don't claim that one, but okay. I, I can get by.
0: Yeah, you can understand it. Yes, and then your ki- your your girls, um, are they also fluent in? Like three or four languages or three? three.
1: Or? Yeah. English, Spanish, that's, and French. Yeah,
0: nice. That's super cool. I think it's really cool whenever you can teach your, your kids another language because it opens up that other portal or that other door mm-hmm. in our in our mind to be able to communicate. And yeah, so.
1: yeah. And you know, they were born in Canada, and Canada is officially a, a bilingual country, so mm-hmm. that's nice too. Because when you go to school in here, you have to learn English and French, so that's already okay. really good. And then if you um, if you have another language, that your kids immediately get a third one, which is a great advantage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just curious about that before we ended this. I was like, how many
1: languages do you speak? (laughs) Sometimes I say even seven, you know why? Because I'm from Chile and our Spanish is so not proper compared to somebody from (laughs) Colombia or Uh Peru. So I always say also I speak Chileno as well, because once I moved abroad from Chile, I had to learn to speak Spanish like the rest of the Latinos so
0: yeah and then you speak the tech language and all lobbying language there's so many other things if we get technical with it that is really cool Mm -hmm. to just have in your in your pocket um so I really appreciate you being here and and speaking with me and sharing with me um I may bring you on again because I want to know more I'd love
1: to um
0: Yeah. And um, anything that you need, let me know. And all of you go follow uh, Marcela. Like I said, her Instagram is really cool. It's super, you just have to experience it yourself. It's an experience to be on your page. So thank you so much for being on here. And yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you, Carla.
0: What a fun conversation that I had with Marcela. And I just hope that you all got some things from this episode because I know I did and here's some things that you may want to use and you know take what serves you leave the rest one of those things that we did talk about is what we tell our mind our body does right so if in our mind we say that we're not doing great then our body will respond and instead react actually in that way so if we tell our mind I can do this I believe in myself I can do all of these things then your body will respond and act and take action in those things Another thing that is really important to know is that really figure out the way that you communicate because when you can do that, literally your message can come across in any language. And with that being said, when you learn more languages, your brain just opens up to so many possibilities, so many cultures, your knowledge just increases vastly. And then the other thing that I learned was the the fact that you know conversations are happening all the time and if we can just pay attention to those we're going to continue to grow so you know be at cause of your life and it's okay to to be in effect sometimes but how long do you plan on spending time there right how long is it that you want to be in effect and how is it that you can go into cause take the driver's seat take the wheel of your own life and keep going So with that being said I didn't want to make this a super long episode because I just wanted you to take in this comeback episode and really excited and the NLP certification training again is happening October 15th through the 18th. It's an online four-day intensive training in which you'll get three certifications under a board certification. So schedule that information call and I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for always being patient with me and for waiting for these next episodes to come out. There's going to be a few episodes coming out in these next few weeks. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode up to this point. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram on MetaFit MetaMind Podcast, Facebook, or the website metafitmetamind.com. Ask me any questions on the training or one-on-one coaching. And if you haven't done so already, please rate, share, review, subscribe the podcast. It helps me all the time. If I can pop up even more, have these conversations, you know, be able to create some kind of light for somebody because I have been told that this podcast, you know, makes someone feel better or learn something or, you know, they they get something. So I always appreciate comments like that. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode up to this point. I am Carla Rodriguez, your coach and trainer of NLP, your host of MetaFit MetaMind Podcast, where we are normalizing these conversations that we would have never had. Until next time.